the 4th of June, 2009, episode 112. The Rookie Designer, with your host, Adam Hay. Let's take a look at the starting lineup. One of the hardest things to do when you're actually putting yourself out there as a freelance designer is actually get that work to come in. Uh, taking on that salesman role of going out, either calling people or you know the same kind of cold call mentality of going into someone's business, someone that you don't know, and telling them about your services and how you can help them you know, increase their business or you know, make their materials better. That's really the hard thing, especially for some of us who are, aren't so outgoing, aren't so great at talking to strangers and offering up services. So I was sent a website by one of our listeners, and it's a, a blog by somebody who's talking about actually hiring a salesperson for your freelance business. You know, that's what they do. They're good at it. So maybe you hire this person to go out there and uh, give you that good name and sell your services. And that way you can kind of stay back in your, in your little office like you're used to and just do the graphic work and uh, talk to the client about the things that you're com- comfortable talking to them about, but not have to really have that cold call type of thing going on where, where you're just offering them services and you don't know whether they want them or not or need them or not or whatever. So uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today is actually uh, the possibility of maybe hiring a salesperson to do those sales for you as a freelancer. Uh, Just a couple things before we get started. Uh, First of all, I want to definitely, definitely thank you guys for tuning in, uh, listening to the show, subscribing, uh, downloading it, however you get it. I really appreciate you guys showing up, you know, after week after week. And, uh, you know, a lot of people keep telling me, you know, I get messages from people and they, and they say, oh, I've been listening since number one. I've listened to every single one. And that's, that really means a lot. That's great. Uh, I'm glad that you can still get something out of it after a couple of years of listening. And, uh, you know, I've heard people actually kind of saying that they wish that I went back to every week. And it's, it's something that's in the back of my mind. It could happen at some point, but I don't want to get people too excited because, uh, you know, my time is precious, just like uh, all of you have lots of things that you need to get done. But uh, I, I definitely liked it the way it was before as well. It's just uh, something that's a little harder to do these days. But uh, definitely, uh, I really appreciate appreciate you guys coming and listening. And that's, that's what keeps this show going. Obviously, I wouldn't want to be uh, spending my time doing this if I didn't think anyone was getting anything out of it. So thank you for that. Uh, also, a big thanks. I've seen a lot of people mentioning the podcast on their Twitter, and uh, that, that's something that I asked for. But uh, if you do have a Twitter account and you like the show, you think it's uh, something that people can get use out of, uh, if you want to give a little shout out on your Twitter, that'd be great. Um, that's what Twitter is all about. You know, that's why a lot of businesses are using it these days because, you know, it only takes a couple of people who have lots of followers to say something and then it can get passed down the chain of all those people that are following them and the people that are following them. Uh, it's a great tool in that way for promotion and, you know, for, for people sharing, you know, things that they, they think other people can use or consume or whatever. So thank you for that, for those of you who did it. And if you want to give a little shout out, I, def- I definitely wouldn't mind and it wouldn't hurt the podcast, that's for sure. 
And if you're not on Twitter, um, hey, word of mouth works just as well. If you know some people that uh, maybe are in school with you or that you work with that you think might benefit from listening to this podcast, just tell them how to get it, where it is, all that kind of stuff. And I will thank you for doing so. Uh, The last thing is our sponsor, and this podcast is being brought to you by GoToMeeting. GoToMeeting gives you a way to do more and save more. And this this is done by actually holding meetings online. Now, people don't have to spend all the money to travel to where you're at. If they're across the country, it doesn't matter because you set up your meeting online and they log in through their browser. You're talking to them over the phone or over voice over IP or both. And that way you can explain things to them and show them because you're sharing your screen with them. They can see everything that's going on on your desktop in real time. So it's a real, real-time collaborative meeting just like they were in the room and you were showing them, you know, what was on your screen. So it's great that way. You also save a bunch of money because you pay one flat rate and you meet as many times as you need to. Now you can try the software for free. You just need to go to this URL, gotomeeting.com slash tech podcasts. That's gotomeeting.com slash tech podcasts. Uh, go there, you fill out a form and you can download the software and try it for free for 30 days. And in that 30 days, you can set up a bunch of meetings, check out all the functionality and see if it's something that's really going to work out for you. Uh, So as I said in the beginning, uh, one of the listeners of this podcast actually sent me, shot me an email with a link to this this article that I'm actually going to be reading from a little bit today. And we're going to be talking about the topic of uh, hiring a salesperson. So the, the, it's like a blog entry and the person wrote how to hire a salesperson for your freelance business. So um, first of all, a thanks to Curtis McHale, who was the one who sent in the the link for me to check out. Uh, it's on a blog called Outlaw Design, I think. Outlaw Design Blog. And that's at outlawdesignblog.com. And I will, of course, put a link to this article in the show notes. So if you just go to rookiedesigner.com, look in the show notes for episode 112, you'll be able to just cl- click on the link and check out this article. But I'm going to go through a lot of it. It's not real long. Uh, I'm going to go through the, the major points of this article. And one thing I just want you to keep in mind here is these are all my opinions, okay? I'm going to come out pretty strong on on the fact that I don't think that you should hire a salesperson, but I don't think that this podcast should, you know, if you think that's a good idea, you shouldn't take my word and say, oh, well, I guess I won't do it because, you know, I've never done it before. Uh, this is all kind of speculation of what I kind of see as the problems of it, Um but you shouldn't you shouldn't fall one way or the other just because of what I say. So don't not hire a salesperson if that's what you really think you should do for your business. And um, you know, I think if you if you're thinking that you shouldn't hire a salesperson for your business, then this podcast is probably going to relate a little bit more to what you're thinking, I guess. Because uh, as I said, I'm going to come out kind of against it, but we'll we'll look at it from different aspects. And I think it is an interesting idea. And it's probably something that most anybody that goes into freelance at least has a, a quick thought about at some point, because I know I have. Um, it's just natural because like I said at the beginning, 
we're not salespeople. This isn't what we do. I'm not good at getting out and talking to people and saying, hey, you know, your stuff looks pretty good, but, you know, I can make it a lot better. We could really increase your sales. We could do this. We could do that. And, you know, all we need to do is kind of update your, your marketing collateral or, or your website or something like that. That's why it was so good. And, and that's why I recommend, and not something that you can really recommend, but if you ever have the opportunity to get into, um, a contract style working relationship like I had. I actually, and it, it actually happened a couple of times for me. Um, I had a client, a longstanding client that brought on a marketing person on their, for their company. And it she was like kind of a freelance marketing person. So she didn't just work for their company. And because of that, she had other companies she worked for and she liked my work. She liked working with me and therefore I got more work from her other companies. So it was almost like a contract type of situation where um, I don't have to go out and find those other clients. She already has those clients, but I get to do multiple jobs for multiple clients. Um, my latest one was, uh, I just kind of out of the blue got contacted by a marketing person, um, who does kind of the same thing. He does all the marketing. He goes out and finds the clients and, and tells them, Hey, this is what we can do with your business. We can increase it by giving you new, a new web presence by updating your marketing, marketing collateral, all that kind of good stuff. And, um, so he contracts out the the design work. So I was kind of the web person. He had another guy that he would use for, you know, creating logos or identity packages, uh, print documents, all that kind of stuff. So uh, if you can get into a situation like that, that I think is primo. That is, that is where it's at as a freelancer. Because again, you don't have to go out and find your own clients yet. It's more like you're working for someone else rather than someone is working for you, which is going to be one of my points as to why hiring a salesperson might not be the greatest idea. Um, but let's get into this article. Uh, like I said, it's, a, it's called How to Hire a Salesperson for Your Freelance Business. And he starts off, uh, for many freelancers out there, one of the hardest parts about staying, staying in business for yourself is actually finding business, which is what we said. Um, some of us are lucky enough to have a steady stream of clients, but for a lot of people, that's not the case. So he says, wouldn't it be nice if you could have a part-time salesperson working the internet and local business, trying to drum up business for you? Um, so the first one that, the first thing that he talks about is how can I afford this? And this is really the basis of the whole article here is how am I going to afford this? And he, he goes through a couple of different scenarios. The first one is a commission-based salesperson. And of course, that would be somebody that works, um, that gets paid for the work they actually produce. So when they bring you a client, you would probably do something like um, cut them a check for a certain percentage of that job, which would... It would be the way that I would do it anyways. You could have, you could say, okay, for every client you bring me, I'm going to give you a hundred bucks. You know, that would be one way to do it. But who's to say that, you know, they bring you a job that's, you know, a couple of flyers that you're only going to make $300 on or $500 on. Now they're making a pretty big fraction of what you actually make from that client. So um, my first recommendation, if you're going to do it this way would be, set up something where they're actually getting a percentage of what the project is worth. That way they have to bring you the client. They don't get paid automatically on the client. They get paid on uh, bringing you a client that's actually going to give you a lot of business or going to at least bring you a project that's going to make you a bit of money. So if they bring you a client that, that needs to design a whole website, 
you know, maybe you're going to charge them a couple of grand for that. And it's going to be better for him. It's going to be more incentive for him or her, uh, the salesperson, because it's going to, it's going to make them want to not only get clients for you, just any old client, but it's going to make them want to get you the bigger job because then they're going to get a bigger cut and they will get more money out of it as well. Um, it says one of the major drawbacks to commission-based sales is that you run the risk of the salesperson being too pushy. And I really like that he put this in here. This is this is kind of the thought. I, I thought this was a good article, but I thought that a lot more thought could go into it as far as bad scenarios that could play out. But this was a really good one because um, I think the, the typical stereotype of salespeople is that they are a little pushy. You know, they, they just need that sale. You know, they, they whatever it takes to get that sale, they're going to do it. And um, this is kind of one of one of my uh, points of drawback as well. And we'll go over some of the things that I kind of think about too. But uh, I just want to kind of focus on what he's saying here. Um, he says, because their paycheck depends on how many sales they bring in, they may be become overbearing to would-be clients that are having a bad week. Um, so you really have to work, you have to work around this not work around it, but it's something to look out for because also people have different personalities. You know, some people are going to be more pushy by nature and um, some of your clients might respond to that well, you know, but some of them might feel like they're, you're trying to shove these services down their throat and that's going to turn them off, not only to that job, but maybe they'll never want to work for you again because this person is representing you. And that's another point we're going to get into later is, um, you know, by hiring this person, they are your employee. They are representing your business and you really you're not going to have a whole lot of control over what it's like when they go out and talk to your clients because you're not going to be there. So, I mean, you can, you can spend the time before and, and kind of train them up and, and hope that they do a good job. But in the end, you don't really know, do you? They're going to do what they do. Another great point that he brings up, uh, it says another important factor that can be negative in commission-based sales and shouldn't be overlooked is the bad client. Because your salesperson should be paid at the end of the complete project, what happens if your salesperson gets you a client who leaves halfway through the job? And as we all know, and we've talked about on this podcast before, not all clients are good. You know, and it's not necessarily always going to be somebody that skips out on the bill that that decides that they're just done halfway through the project. Although we know from other podcasts, you know, how to at least deal with that a little bit is getting that money up front, getting that uh, deposit on the on the project. That way, at least you're not a total loss if somebody leaves. But you know, it's not always going to be that case. But like I said, there's a lot of variables when you're working with other clients that. Um, the salesperson might not know about because they've never done design work. All they know is you have services that they need to sell to this person. Once they do that, their job is done, you know? And if you promise them a certain percentage of your job and then the client skips out and you don't get that full amount of money, that doesn't matter to them. They already did their job. This is part of your job now is to make sure that, that they're happy that you're paying for them for the work that they did. So that could cause problems as well. Um, he says on the plus side, though, because commissioned salesperson earns money per sale, they can be driven to acquire more sales. And this, of course, is the attraction of a commission-based job, is that 
your your incentive is to make more money so that you're going to get out there and do a harder job because the better job you do, uh, the more sales you bring in, the, the more money you're going to make. His little piece of advice here is if you're going to use a commission-based salesperson, give them kind of a trial period. He says, you know, do it for a couple of months. Um, just have them do it a couple of days a week or something like that. Give them a trial period to see how it works. And I think this is probably the best thing you can do, no matter what the case is. If you're going to hire somebody uh, hourly based to do sales for you, which is the next thing he goes into, um, no matter what the case, if you're going to hire somebody, if this is the first person you've ever hired for your business, which uh, for, for a lot of us, it would be, I think you need to do that trial type of period thing because first of all, you've never had an employee. So managing employees is a whole new world that's being opened up to you. But you want to make sure that this person is going to do a good job. You want to feel it out and see if it's going to work at all. So, I mean, you need to explain to them, hey, you know, I can't go into this blindly and give you a contract for one year saying I'm going to pay you for all the sales for one year. I need to figure out that this is actually going to work for me that uh, you know all the variables are going to fall into place the way I want them to, and, and we're not going to end up you know screwed. So I think that's a great piece of advice, no matter if you're hiring somebody commission-based or salary-based salary or hourly-based, rather. But uh, yeah, definitely some good advice there. Uh, like As I alluded to, the, the next part he goes into is about an hourly-based salesperson. Um, this, I think, is the lesser of the good ideas, because no matter what they do, you owe them that hourly rate. As long as they're working, whether they're bringing in clients or not, you're actually paying them for their services. And I, I think it's pretty obvious why this is not a great idea. But, um, you know, the business that we're in can go up and down a whole lot. And that's another thing that, that's been kind of explained a little bit on this podcast. When you're a freelancer, there's definitely seasonality you know, there's times of the year where you're not going to have that much business because people aren't spending the money on it. You're definitely going to have these periods of time um, when just the clients don't need you. I mean, there are times when all the projects get done and, and they, that's not a priority for them um, because they, they spend their money on lots of different things as well. So uh, hourly person doing sales for you, I think, is a, a pr pretty bad idea. Unless you're at that stage in your company where you know that, uh, that, that you can really keep up with things. And if you have some slow times, it doesn't matter because the jobs that you've built up so far, the clients that you've built up so far are going to give you enough work that you don't need to bring in those new uh, clients. And that's probably not going to be the case for, for most of us especially talking about those of us that do just freelancing on our own, you know, like in a home office or something like that. Um, I would see more uh, a company or a, either a company or a collaboration of freelancers where you got like three, four people working together um, to, to either create a company or just kind of, you know, collaborating together to, to drive more business. Um, that would be more of a situation where I would see that you might be able to afford and, uh, utilize somebody who's doing sales and getting paid hourly for it. Otherwise, I would definitely, if you were, if you really think this is a good idea for you, I would say go with a commission-based person because like I said, I mean, you never know when business is down, 
Um, you're either going to have to pay this person with money that you're not making, or you're going to have to let this person go, which is not going to be a good situation either. Uh, his suggestion for this one is actually to save up three months worth of pay before you actually hire the person to do this. Again, I think that's a great idea and it gives you that trial period and, and you should definitely tell them, you know, we're going to try this out for three months. Um, since you already saved up that money, you don't run the risk of not being able to pay them. And uh, you can kind of, in that three-month period, see how things go, see if he brings in, he or she brings in enough clients that you think it's going to be profitable enough um, and really just feel it out, kind of like we did with the other one. So that's pretty much the gist of what the what this person has to say in their blog entry. So I just kind of wanted to add a couple of points that I was thinking about. And uh, like I said, I, I think it's a good article. It brings up a good topic and very relevant because, again, I think lots of people have definitely uh, had this idea pop into their head before. Like, oh, man, what if I could have someone else do the sales for me? Uh, I could just sit back here and do all the design work and make lots of money. And I would never have to talk to anybody. It'd be great. Uh, of course, that's not really the uh, the scenario that would play out. Of course, you have to have good communication with your customers. But uh, talking to a customer that's that's already working with you and talking to one that you've never met and you're trying to make them your customer are two completely different things, as we know. So um, it's just it's I think it's a great topic. I think it could have been thought out a little bit more. And he does, you know, at the end, he says, you know, what do you think? Have you ever hired a salesperson? You know, do you think this is a good idea? Whatever. Um, so my ideas here are, the first thing is, first, thing, first things first, when you hire somebody, you now have an employee. And if you've never had an employee, an employee for your business, that is a major commitment. You know, your business structure has changed dramatically. Now you have this other person that you have to account for uh, paying their salary, whatever that is, whether it's commission-based or whether it's hourly. Um, there's a tax implications to that. Um, when I went and started my freelance business, um, there's a lot of things that I kind of got around because it was just me doing business out of my home. You know, I didn't have to get a separate tax ID for my business. Um, the way I set up my taxes, I kind of just add, added them on to my own. And that was I was able to do that because it was just me. It was a sole proprietorship. I didn't have anybody working underneath me. Things get a little bit more complicated. Um, are you now responsible for things like benefits? Are you going to offer benefits to this person? Uh, are you responsible for like insurance or workers comp or anything like that? Again, these are things I don't know because I've never had uh, uh, someone working for me. They, they may or they may not. It may have to do with, you know, whether the person is working for you hourly or whether they're commission-based. It might differ in that way. But these are all things that at least have to pop into your head and, and you have to say, man, I'm going to have an employee now. Do I have to worry about all these other things that, you know, other employers have to worry about? So for the commission-based salesman idea, I really like that he mentioned the fact that, you know, what if the sales guy is pushy? And again, sales guys do have that stigma of actually being kind of pushy because they got to make the sale. That's what they do, you know? And some, most people, I don't want to say most people, but a lot of people will kind of cave to that, that idea that, Hey, you really need this. You know, you might be telling yourself that this is something I can do without, but you need it. You know, you do. So let's get it done. Uh, a lot of people cave to that. A lot of people will allow them to allow themselves to be talked into something that, you know, maybe they don't necessarily want, but they do kind of need. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, again, we're talking about personalities here. And do you know that your salesman's personality is going to mesh with your clients? And that's something that you have to manage. Again, this person is going out there, they're rep- representing your business, which brings up another point that I actually didn't have down. What, but um, now you have to go through a hiring process, an interview process. Um, you have to make sure that this person is what you want, representing your, your company, your freelancing business or whatever it is. And that's a big deal, you know, because this person is going to be the first impression to clients for your business. If you're not going to go out there and talk to these people first, it's going to be this person. You want to make sure that the, this person is going to put a good face on your business. Otherwise, you know, things could start to go wrong and you could get a very, very bad reputation for your business as far as, hey, this guy comes out, he just starts telling me what I need to do, uh, telling me how to spend my money. It was really, you know, it really put me off. And I'm going to tell all the business owners that I know that they shouldn't use this company because the sales guy was a prick. You absolutely don't want something like that. So now we're talking about, okay, I have to ma- I have to go through this hiring process. I have to interview the people. I have to, you know, checking their 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 records or checking their 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 record of sales, how good they are at it is one thing. But we're talking about personalities. These people are actually, you know, going to go out and talk to the clients that you hope bring you business, and that's a big big deal. So you're going to have to go through that interview process and really. Uh, try and figure out what this person is like, what their personality is like. Um, a couple of things that I've noticed with salespeople is they tend to overpromise. Uh, the salespeople that work for my company actually uh, tend to sell features, like features from our website, that don't actually exist yet. Uh, somebody might ask them for these features, say, oh, are you guys going to have this? And it might be something that's on the roadmap down the road, you know, later in the year, it's going to be built, but they're, they're, they tend to answer yes, <laughs> even if it's not there already, you know, they, they tend to overpromise. and is your salesperson going to do this? Are they going to promise things that you come back and they say, well, um, uh, I wasn't going to get the sale, but I offered them X, Y, and Z. And if you do that, then we're all good. And I told them that we could do this. And maybe that's something that you didn't really want to do. Uh, that's a big problem. Or maybe they actually promise something that you're not capable of doing, even worse. Now you have somebody who's expecting a project from you and you can't deliver what the salesperson promised. So uh, another big, big thing there that, that could go wrong. And my last point here was kind of goes back to some of the other stuff, but what if, what if the salesman gives you a bad name by misrepresenting what you do? Um, what if they don't fully understand what you're capable of? What if they think you're capable capable of more than what you are capable of? Uh, all these things factor in and it all boils down to if they get a client for you and the client's expecting a certain type of work or amount of work or something by a certain deadline and you can't meet those requirements, now you're starting to get that bad reputation again. And this time it falls squarely on you because the salesperson said, oh yeah, we can do that. And then you didn't deliver. So you can't even really blame it on the salesperson. Although blaming it on the salesperson isn't going to do you much good anyways. It just kind of gives you your business a bad name again because you didn't deliver on something that was promised. Now, as far as the hourly based salesperson goes, uh, my first point here is just say no. Uh, like I said, I think this is a bad idea. If you're going to jump into this at all, I think commission-based is the way to go. That way, 
uh, 99.9% of the time, you know you're going to have the money to pay the person. And one of the things that was mentioned in the article is if you're doing a commission-based salesperson, um, pay them after the job is done. Now, I don't know if this is always going to be able to be done because some of your jobs might last for a couple of months and maybe that salesperson can't wait that long to get paid. Um, you might take some of the uh, deposit and pay them with that. If you're doing, uh, let's say, like 25% of the total cost of the project as your deposit and you're paying the salesman 10% of the total cost of the project for the sale, then now you still have some of your deposit money left, but you're, you also paid them and they're all paid and good and, and everything's good with them. So that might be a way to go there. Um, but I, I think that that's definitely the way to go, at least to, to stick your foot in the pool and, and test out the waters and make sure that it's something that's going to work for you. I would say go commission-based, just say no to the hourly-based because again, if they don't make sales, if they're hourly-based, if, they, if they're working, but they don't bring back clients to you, you still have to pay them. And that is just not a good situation if you're not making enough money to support that. Uh, if you have the time and resources to keep up with the jobs, I still believe commission-based salesman is a better route. And what was said in the article, I think, goes a long way. And that is commission-based gives them incentive as well. Now, of course, your incentive is to make money. Uh, they make more money if they get it per job uh, rather than just per hour. You know, they're going to work harder. They're going to try and get more sales if they're getting a certain percentage of each project that they bring in rather than just making, you know, their hourly rate, whatever it is, no matter if they bring you 50 clients or two clients. So there is that extra incentive. And I think that can go a long way. Um, there is a, a problem that can come from that. And we'll talk about that in, in just a second here. Um, but I also want to talk about the extra time and costs that that will be associated with your company bringing on a salesman. First of all is training. And I think this is a huge one. Training is a big issue. You need to make sure that they know um, what it is you do, what what your limitations are, what you're capable of, uh, what you would like to offer and what maybe you wouldn't like to offer or maybe what you'll offer in, you know, the scenario that, you know, the sale really is kind of on the fence there. It could go either way. Maybe we can throw in this extra little bit of information or this extra service. Uh, you really need to, them to, to know that stuff and they, they have to know it and, and practice it. Otherwise, you run into these other problems that we've been talking about. But first of all, one of the biggest things is, do they know what you do? You know, I, I would go so far as to say you need to train them about, you know, your workflow, you know, how things are done, what applications that you use. Uh, they need to know as much as they can about your business so that they, they are more effective when they go out to your clients. Uh, your clients are going to know every little tiny detail about what you do, but some clients are going to be more educated about it than others. And if your salesman doesn't know what they're talking about, that's when the problems can happen. Either your client might be turned off to the fact that they don't really know what they're selling, or, you know, they might they might start over-promising things because they don't know. And that's the last thing you want. Um, there's also consultation. You're going to have to be talking to this person quite a bit. Um, you want to make sure that they know who the client, uh, the, the, the target client demographic is. 
You want to make sure they're going after the people that you want to work for. Uh, if you do like web design for technology companies, you don't want them going after some fashion thing because, again, that's going to get you in a situation where you're working on something that you're not really maybe cut out for. You can't do as good of a job because that's, that's not the type of work that you usually do. So uh, I think you're going to have to have that constant communication with them um, because there might be times when they go out to a client and they're really not sure, you know, is this something that, that we want to get into? If we didn't cover that in the training, then, you know, you're going to be consulting with this person to make sure that they know that they're going after the right jobs for you. Um, last but definitely not least is payroll. Now you have an extra person to pay. Like I said, if you're doing it as commission-based, it can be a lot easier. Um, but do you now hire a bookkeeper? Especially if you're going to have an hourly-based salesperson on your team, do you hire a bookkeeper to keep everything uh, you know, in place and, and make sure the books are, are running smoothly and the way that they should? Uh, it might be an option that you want to consider. Uh, I used a bookkeeper for a few years just to do my taxes at the very least. And that's something that, that also might be, you know, a good idea for you, but do you need it on a regular basis? Because now, um, it's not really an employee of yours, but now you're going to be paying someone else uh, on at least a monthly installment to do your bookkeeping for you. The last thing I have for this is, and I, I labeled it a nice problem to have, but, what if your salesman works too well? And this is the major problem I could see with a commission-based salesman. Let's say it's just you. You work out of your, your living room. Uh, you're, you're all gung-ho. You're ready to, to tackle a bunch of jobs. And you get the salesman. And you, you're, you're going to pay them by, you know, on a commission-based salary. You say, you, know, you bring in the projects. I'll give you 10% of each project you bring in. And this person is also gung-ho, and they're like, I'm going to do a great job. I'm going to make a bunch of money off of this designer. And they bring you a job. And you're like, that's great. And you start working on the job, and everything's going great. And they bring you another job. And you say, okay, that's cool. You know, I, I have time to get this other one. So you start working on that one, and they bring you another job. You know, and that's, that's something to talk about as well when you go through the training with this person is we need to space these things out as far as deadlines. You know, I can't work on 10 projects at one time, get them all done at the same time. That's just not going to happen because I'm only one person. So that's something else to go into the, the little training drawer there. But what if they bring you too much? You know, they're, they're commission-based. They're saying, man, I make money every time I bring them a new project. What if they bring you too many projects and now all of a sudden you have too much to do at the same time and you can't get it all done? Like I said, it's a nice problem to have, but it could be a problem. Because selling jobs and actually doing them are two entirely different things. Selling a job can be done, you know, it, they can get it done in minutes. They can get it done in 30 minutes. But it could take you a couple of weeks or a couple of months to actually finish that project. So two completely different things. And, you know, it might be nice to have a lot of work, but are they going to end up burying you? Which, I mean, you have several options there. You could then collaborate with other designers and pass off the work. But then again, you know, they're making the money and you're still paying the commission to the salesperson unless you can get that other designer to sign off on the fact that they have to give a certain percentage to that salesperson because they brought the work in. But can you really tell somebody to do their job more slowly or less effectively, especially when, you know, they're on a commission-based salary? I don't think you can. 
So that's, uh, that's my last problem with that whole thing. But like I said, if this is something that you think might work for your business, you shouldn't be discouraged just because I think it's a bad idea because I've never done it before. I'm just looking at all the factors saying, okay, if I was thinking about doing this, here's what I would have to do. You know, I'd have to bring this person in. I would have to, you know, first of all, see what their record is as far as sales go. You know, obviously I'm not going to hire somebody that's never been a salesman or has a reputation for not being a very good salesman. But more than that, I would have to interview them in really, I mean, you can't just sit down with somebody for 30 minutes and, and figure out who they are and what they're like. Um, you, you really have to take the time to understand what their personality is like. Are they going to mesh well with the clients or the type of clients you want to, to have? Then, you know, when you finally find that person, you got to go through and train them about what you do, what you can offer to clients and what they absolutely cannot offer to clients. And, um, you know, teach them, teach them the ropes about what it is that we do and what it is we can offer and how that's going to affect the, the client's business potentially. Um, you need to make sure that they're very aware about deadlines. You know, we can't have, like I said, 10 projects due at the same time, or that's going to cause problems for us. Um, you, you just need to, to make sure that you teach them all these things and, and make sure that they know the restrictions, the boundaries, you know, what can we promise to the client and what can we not promise to the client? Otherwise, it's going to sink our business. And then at the end of the day, I mean, you really just have to send that person out and hope that they do a good job. That's what it comes down to. And if you've never had an employee for your business before, it's, it's a pretty big undertaking. You know, you're managing this person. And, and there is another thing. I mean, there's all kinds of things that go along with management as well. Um, what if they, they start off good, but then they end up doing kind of a poor job? What, what do you do to motivate this person? What, do you, what, what are you able to offer them? Or, uh, you know, do you just get rid of them? Now we're talking about firing somebody. Have you ever done that before? There's just a lot of, a lot of variables with this situation. Um, but again, you know, I'm no expert on this. I'm just kind of looking at the facts and saying, you know, if, I, if it was up to me, it was my business, I probably wouldn't want to do this. I'm, I'm probably not ready to step out into this area yet. So all in all, though, I, I think this is a great topic to bring up. Uh, again, thank you to Curtis for sending me this, the link to this blog entry. And again, I'll put the blog entry up in the show notes. You can go check it out and read it. Um, I think it's good though. And it's a good thing to think about. Like I said, a lot of people probably have this thought pop into their head and say, oh man, that would be, that would be great if I could do that. Um, but you know, you really have to look at, at a situation like this from all sides before jumping into it, obviously, because it's a pretty big undertaking. It's something that's, that's really going to affect your business in several, several different ways as we looked at. So, um, you know, if it's something that, that you think might work, I think you should just, just do your research and, and see, you know, if it's something that you want to put the time into that, that uh, will end up, you know, it could end up making your business a lot more effective. And when you're out on your own, uh, it's, it's rough, you know, it's rough getting the jobs. And that's really kind of the hardest part for us because it's the part that we're not necessarily good at. So it could end up, you know, really making your business succeed. So like I said, definitely don't just write it off. Do your research and, and really find out, is this something that's going to work for me? Things are getting a bit out of hand. Looks like it's time to go to the bullpen. 
Our website for today is actually something that uh, I was turned on to by one of our listeners again. Uh, it's a blog called Just Creative Design. And I'm actually going to send you to a page that is kind of a super bonus uh, bullpen entry because it's, uh, it's a blog entry called 99 Sites All Designers Must Know About. So not only are you getting this one resource, but they're going to give you 99 more resources. And uh, I really like this blog. I think it's a good one. I subscribe to the RSS feed now. And uh, they, ha they have all kinds of articles about things. This person is actually written for, um, I think it's Layers Magazine. And they have uh, a couple other things that are cool. They have like a logo of the day, which I subscribe to that RSS feed. And it just gives you a logo each day to kind of check out um, some good design to maybe inspire you or something. But all in all, a great site. Uh, and it's at justcreativedesign.com. If you want to go to this page that I'm talking about, just go to the show notes and click on the link there. I will put it in there. So rickydesigner.com and then the show notes for episode 112. And I'll put the link in there because it's kind of a, a long URL. So I don't want to read it over the over the podcast here. But uh, just creative design, very cool site. And uh, check that out. All right, so that's about going to do it for this time. Uh, again, I hope this was useful information for you. And hopefully... Uh, my opinions don't sway you too much, but maybe sway you into doing your research and, and really kind of finding out all the things that surround something like this. And it doesn't necessarily have to be hiring a salesman. Maybe you're thinking of, you know, branching out and, and collaborating with another person who does something different. Maybe you do print and you want to hook up with someone that does web. Again, there's different factors that go into that, you know, uh, what's the quality of work of, the, of this other person or, you know, are you going to mesh well with them as well as are they going to be able to work with your clients well? So lots of different things to think about when you're talking about your own business. And because it is your own business and it's your livelihood, you really have to take that seriously and, and really do your research, like I said. But uh, hopefully this was good information for you. Again, thank you for tuning in and subscribing and downloading the show, however you get it. I really appreciate that. And it really keeps me going here. And, uh, if you want to contact me, you can do so. I don't know if I've been saying this lately, but, uh, you can email me at rdpodcast at gmail.com. That's rd as in rookie designer, rdpodcast at gmail.com. Um, thank you for those of, uh, those of you who do write in. If you have topics that you want to hear about, that is probably the best kind of email you could ever send me. And, uh, kind of like the one today. It was a, it was a great thing to talk about, I think, but you, if you have something that you want to hear about, just send it in. Uh, you can email it to me there. Um, I, I am on Twitter again at rookie designer, uh, twitter.com slash rookie designer. So if you want to follow me, um, you can do that. And that, that just kind of has updates about what's going on on the podcast. And sometimes I put up little, uh, uh articles that I find or other websites that I think are interesting. And uh, some good information there for you as well. But um, yeah, I think that's about it for this time. So just remember that everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star. That one's high. It's got the distance. It's high.